0: the bamboo project podcast starts
1: in three two welcome to the bamboo project podcast my name is donovan gray the future 10 billion dollar man on the way to 10 billion i decided i'm going to help create one thousand millionaires including myself and not by being a guru or selling a course but by doing the things i already love to do every day and documenting the journey to get there i figure i'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. I'd like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it, and if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at the bamboo project we have over 500 videos on our channel do you want to learn real estate we got that do you want cooking tutorials inspired by dr sebi we got that do you want travel and lifestyle vlogs got it do you want makeup and hair growth tutorials got it basketball got it Turo? got it candles got it it's everything us All the parts of the journey that do not make it to YouTube will be on our story, and you can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. We made different playlists for all the things we are into, and you can find all of those links in the description box below. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family, but... For everyone else, this is chapter three, page 151. Today's date is Tuesday, February 7th, and it is 8.09 a.m. So now before we get into the podcast, we always start off with screen time for those who are new, and that is when I and Melissa check our phone to see how much time we spent on it last week. And I say this every single week, if I don't take advantage of my phone, then my phone is taking advantage of me and on my path to becoming worth 10 billion dollars, can't have that. Last week, I spent an average of 7 hours and 47 minutes on my phone every single day. So for the entire week, that was 54 hours and 34 minutes. My most used app was YouTube for 14 hours and 22 minutes, which is about 2 which is about 2 hours per day. Then it's Instagram for eight hours and 52 minutes, and then camera for six hours and 59 minutes, which is about an hour a day, which is kind of funny, because Melissa always gets the one hour, uh, like seven hour vlogs for me. Um, And then I picked up my phone on average 170 times last week, and my first used app after pickup was YouTube. So the week before that, my screen time was seven hours and 45 minutes, and this week it was seven hours and 47 minutes. So I'm right around, that's, that's that's pretty good. That means that what I've done so far has stabilized me at around 7 hours and 45 minutes. I think there's room to get it down, but I got to do some more investigating to see where else, where else I can cut my numbers. Okay, so, Melissa, where's your screen time?
0: I bet you it's not as high as
1: yours. I bet you it is, but is higher. Um, my screen time last week, my
0: average was 6 hours and 4 minutes. Mm-hmm, I knew it. My Instagram... Um, Was my first Instagram was my most used app for eight hours and thirty nine minutes. Then Gmail for four minutes. Then TikTok. No shit. Gmail for four hours. TikTok for three and a half hours. Music for three and a half hours. Camera for three hours and YouTube Studio for an hour and fifteen minutes. I think
1: i using my phone for vlogs. What? That's the problem. That's the problem. You know what? I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use the other I phone.
0: Use the other phones, yeah.
1: And that's added to my screen time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how I get seven hours And you get three hours for screen time We both record every day How'd that work? And you be recording time lapses for three hours
0: Because I been needing my phone That's why I can't be recording everything on my phone I have be been using my phone
1: And then you put on my screen time Okay, I see what you're doing I see what you're doing Alright, alright Alright I'm about to use something else I use your other phone Yeah, 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 uh-huh Use all my phones for the screen time And then wonder why well, mine is an hour Alright All right. One thing that I've been working on, I wouldn't say working on, I changed last week, was how my phone is set up. And I definitely right now am having some trauma from using my phone because I moved all the apps into folders specific to whatever they are supposed to be used for. And now I can't find none of my apps. So now... you. A lot of y'all probably know if you guys use your phone often, your brain, like you could probably close your eyes, scroll on your phone, and click exactly where an app is. There are certain times where I'll be using my phone and I open it and just automatically just up left, right, double tap, and then I'm on an Instagram or something. And now that I have moved the apps into different folders, Whenever I do that, my my thumb just starts, like, having uh, epilepsy. And it just no longer knows where to press. It's just, like, swiping and swiping and swiping. And then it's funny because then my brain picks up, like, oh, what are you looking for? Right? Because before that, it was all subconscious. I'm not really thinking about it. I'm just swiping and swiping, trying to find the app. And... When I do that, I now have to, like... Pick up on where exactly I'm trying to do, where the app is, what I'm looking for, do I need to use the app? And it's like a shock to my system. Like, oh, like wake up. Like you don't need to find, you don't need to use this app. Use something else. So that has been, it's only been about two or three days, but I definitely have felt the jarring effect of trying to find a, a app and don't know where it is. So I think that I think If I was being really efficient on my phone, I feel like realistically, it's probably somewhere in the five to six hour mark, something like that, because I still use my phone for a lot of things. And I think the fact that YouTube is number one now, Instagram is not, is a good sign. I also have downloaded a new app that I've been using, which I'll get to in the podcast later. And then... The camera one is obviously gonna be higher now because we're vlogging every day. So I think that for the most part, I don't really use, let me check it again, I don't feel like I use a lot of apps outside of that. So my, yeah, my first, the only social media app I have in my top five, I would pretty much be, it would be Instagram. Right now it's YouTube, Instagram, camera, Safari, and then Mail. And I would, and funny enough, I was gonna say that Twitter, it's probably because i use safari to go on twitter i don't have a twitter app i might download no i should not download i'll be on it too much but because of that i thought it would be higher but but twitter is actually at the bottom so twitter's number one two three number seven for two hours and 37 minutes last week i'm not really using a lot of social media and i feel like instagram is our most used app in terms of the candle business because we're posting giveaways we're posting stories and no shorts. We're not doing shorts. Responding to messages and checking analytics. The next segment before the intro is our subscriber check. On the Bamboo Project channel, we currently have 6,361 subscribers on that channel, on this channel, right? And on the Candle channel, which is at Ember Candle Co., we have 78 total subscribers. And One of those videos started going off last week i'm gonna see what it's at right now it's at 630 views that's our first video that we posted on the channel so i just think that that's crazy um it should be a thousand before the end of the month we thought it was gonna hit a thousand last week but it had a little dip so it it has a little uh evening off and now it seems to be going back up but when we saw it the other day I'll show it to y'all. It was literally like this, and then it was like this. It was just a straight 90 degree angle.
0: I mean, you can still
1: see it on there. Yeah, 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 but I'm saying I feel like it was sharper because it was like this, and then you just saw a line like this. Oh,
0: you could just cut the picture off. Before so, <laughs> before it. Before so, it's
1: here gone. is the. Can y'all see that? Can y'all see that? Maybe can I can't. I'll put it on the screen. I'll screenshot it for y'all. Now, on to topic number one. All right. So, as y'all know, This is our third day of Hell Week, and today will actually be our second day at Chelsea. So yesterday was our first day, okay? And we definitely were super excited before the craft fair. We were just like, okay, we think that something in our life is about to change. We feel we have this big, drastic moment where we can finally make a significant amount of money that can propel us forward into doing all the things we actually want to be able to do in our life. So we got up real early yesterday, probably like five, six o'clock to be able to get there early. We ended up taking an the Uber there because this mo- that morning when we woke up, we were thinking to ourselves, okay, we can save money by getting on the Metro North train. So we had to carry a table. We had to carry maybe three boxes of big candles and like four or five boxes of small candles. Then we had to carry four or five boxes of bags. Then we had two or three other bags that just had materials to set up for the craft fair. And then, like I said earlier, we had the table. So as we got to the door, we were like, hmm, do we need anything else? So we turned around like, oh wow, we actually need the light stands too. And we're like, you know what, it's not gonna work. Like, we're not gonna have to. Carrying all of this stuff down the street, up the block, up the train station stairs, onto the train, which is gonna be really small and probably packed because it's peak. Then getting off, over there and trying to get an Uber to then take us down to the fair or have to walk down to the fair or take a regular train down to the fair. We we're like, this is going to be ridiculous. So we ended up paying for Uber, which happened to be a very calm ride. It was like $70 from here all the way to Manhattan. And we got out. I was super excited. So I got out early and ran down the block. I will say I, I briskly walked down the block to the fair because I thought that it was kind of a first come first serve basis on when you get, to choose your spot in the fair for anybody that's doing fairs i think it's very important or even if you have a business that has a brick and mortar location it's very important to pick where you're putting your spot at and that same thing applies to being at a fair so what i've learned at the other location in brooklyn is i don't like being right at the door or close to the front of the entrance. The reason being is because a lot of people come in and if you ask them, hey, you know, how's your day going? Do you want to smell a candle or whatever? It's like, oh, so I'll come back around because I just came in here. I want to see what else you guys have. So to avoid that, I like to be somewhere in the middle or even honestly, preferably closer to the back because at that point you've walked around the store, you've pretty much already seen everything. So now you're like, okay, nothing really gravitated my to my attention, I can now go and see what you guys have. Oh, I like your presentation, I like your setup, I like your candles, okay, I'll buy something. So that's one thing I always like to remember when I am setting up somewhere, right? So another thing that's kind of important is what's behind us, because depending on where we are, we can't have our backdrop be too high because it will block other people. And in this case, they told us it was blocking the window. So we had to move our backdrop from the window. So I thought when I got in, I could choose my own spot. They were like, no, you have this spot right here. And lo and behold, it was literally right next to an entrance, which I said earlier, I do not like. So I've never been that close to an entrance before. So now we were dealing with the wind every time somebody opened the door. So they open the door, it's cold. We feel the air, it's blowing things over. Cars are starting to fall off the table. The sign is being kind of blown away, you have to grab it it's uh, the the curtain is flowing up all over the place so preferably with no uh doors for me and now going forward whenever we book it i don't know if they'll ever let us choose a spot um but they told us that we had to be in that spot because it was how they quote curated this space and they had to curate it very nicely or whatever i'm like listen There was a lot of empty vendor spaces there, so I feel like we could have chosen another spot to be in because originally I thought they were gonna have more people and that they were saying that someone else had a spot that we may want. But from what she said, talking to her a little bit more, she said that they want somebody to be right by the door. So when somebody comes in, they don't just see an open space, they actually see a vendor there, which I'm like, sure, I get it, but put somebody else here. Like I don't wanna be the vendor that you put next to the door. So I said, okay, fine, whatever. So we set up the whole spot. And maybe after like a thirty minutes, she comes over, and goes, "Hey guys, um, so you guys actually you're not allowed to block the window." So I'm like, "Fine." So now you have to move our backdrop over into like a corner, and then move the table over to not block the window. Maybe we don't have uh, what do you call that when you, what is it You don't have tenure. Because right next to us, there's literally a person taking up three booths, blocking the entire window on all three windows right next to us. So I'm just kind of like, all right, we only been this our first day. Not even like this is literally our first day being here. So I'm just going to see what happens, see how it goes. So first hour in first, like we probably didn't really finish getting set up until maybe probably like 11, but we did. not we were set up on the front end in terms of how the set looks by 11 but we were still doing some back end stuff for like 11 15 or so so i think the first sale was probably around 11 30 11, 45 and the person bought a big candle so i was already hyped i'm like oh man that was like the easiest sale they just came over said, let me get a big one and they would that was good so I'm thinking, okay, this is about to be an amazing day. Like we're about to go crazy today, $40, real easy. Then in the next 30 minutes, we got another $30 order. So we're, you know, first hour in, we're at $100. So at the other fairs, the first hour we might do $20, $15, maybe $40, somebody, if we get lucky. $100 for the first hour to me is crazy. So then by the second hour, we're at like $150, $170. I'm like, wow. This is going amazing. Like this is going really, really well. Then by the third hour, we're about like 250 or so. I'm like, wow, this is, it's it's not, it's not going pretty bad.
0: Where are you getting these numbers from?
1: <laughs> which number is wrong?
0: Oh, 100.
1: Okay, which, do you want to correct them? Which number you say is wrong? You
0: said 70, 75, 75. It's okay, what number did I say? You said 100, you said 150, you said 250.
1: Yes, I said the My first 50? hour that we started selling, uh-huh. we did $100. Okay. So that is from 1130 to 1230. It's $100. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Okay. It's, like round up it's not rounding up. We did $100. I have a screenshot. We did $100. I put it in the group chat. We had 70. Go to the group chat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I said.
0: Okay, and
1: then you said we did 150 and you said 250. Yes. Mm-hmm. We did, we was at 150. hmm In the next hour.
0: So you're talking about the number that we were at? Yes. I thought you were talking of like, I thought you were, like, adding them up, like, 70, like, 100 plus 150
1: plus 250. No. Okay, that's what I thought you were saying. For the, f- the, the, s- Third hour, we were probably at maybe 240, 250 or so. That was maybe two o'clock. The beginning of the day was definitely uh, I was on a high for that first hour or two, and then I don't some a lot of a lot of blips happened during that day. There was a lot of different things that just transpired. So a couple of them was Square, which is the processor that we use, they stopped working. So as we're processing orders, people would walk away and be like, oh, man, uh," you know, they walked off. And then now we check the iPad and it says that the payment was declined. So now we have to go and get them and bring them back to, you know, try to figure out what happened. It happened more than one time. So then while that's happening, now we're like, "Okay, how do we process transactions while it's going on? So now we're kind of trying to troubleshoot that going, okay, can we do? Cash? Can we do maybe send them to Etsy? Go to the website, send them a payment link. Trying to figure that out. So that takes away from us trying to sell and get more sales. Then one of our friends from another booth that came over and was telling us that the same thing was happening to her and another vendor where their Square was not working. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's a Wi-Fi issue. So I go and I check on Twitter, and there's a very irate restaurant owner who said he's losing thousands because their processor's not working. Now. How much he's actually losing, I feel like it's probably not thousands, but it seemed like he was trying to push a narrative where he could try to sue and get some of his money back, which is fine, because technically you might be entitled to that because that's how you process your money. But that just let me know that it wasn't just a local Wi-Fi issue. It was something that was happening f- across for square. So that was one blip. Another blip was Melissa's brother had came and... I feel like when he was there, his energy was not where it usually is when it comes to bringing people to the table. So I think that that was another blip. Then we also had Melissa had to drop a package off. So that was another blip. Then we had another family or I guess friend friend of me, family and Melissa, come over to the table. So we were talking up and chopping it up with them. We had another friend come to the table from another vendor. We were chopping it up with them. So I went to the bathroom. I had to go, you know, handle some business. I was there for probably like 15, 20 minutes. So I'm like, all of these different blips happened. Honestly, I would say around 2.30, 3ish until the end of the day. And on top of that, it also seemed to get slower towards the end of the day. So all of those things combined now have it where I think for the last, I can tell you right now, and honestly, the number I'm about to give you is probably going to be slightly inaccurate only because, well, I'll tell you why after I tell you the number. Okay, so yesterday, yesterday, from 3.30, from three o'clock to seven, we made $45, so that's $10 an hour for the last four hours. We did two sales at four, one sale at five, zero at six, and then by seven we were leaving. And then also at three o'clock we did zero sales. So the reason why I said it might be slightly inaccurate is because some of those transactions we had to do on either Etsy, and I think we had to do another one, we sent a payment link, and then we also tried to switch locations for on the app so that way it kind of it's, it's my back-end thing so you know oh this was at artisan fleece chelsea this was at artisan fleece williamsburg but because of square and how they operate whenever we try to switch it they look at it as a whole new pretty much setup so now you have chelsea needs its own checking account and because we have a loan with chelsea it doesn't seem like the money that we make will go towards that loan. Because for every transaction we do, Square takes 15% to put it towards the loan. So we don't want to be uh, uh, getting transactions or processing orders and they're not going towards the loan. So I did not feel like trying to set up a whole other bank account because now it probably means you need another debit card, which means we're going to have three different cards on the phone. We're going to have a, a Williamsburg credit or debit card a Chelsea debit card, a Grand Bazaar debit card, if ever else we go, we we'll have different debit cards. That's crazy, like that's that's too much to try and manage. That's ridiculous, so to solve that, we just kept it to one location, and then on the back end, whenever I do the spreadsheet, I'll just update the location of where we were at, so we know, even though it won't be in Square system. So, like I said, so that's what the blips, and then for the entire day, I wanna, oh, also Venmo, I forgot. We had to do one order through Venmo so that we can process the order. So, and PayPal we did two? So we did one through Venmo and PayPal. So like I said, we might have did close to four hundred dollars, but I'm not sure. Okay, so I'm gonna do the math right now. So I have three o seven on here. What do you have in Venmo and PayPal? Thirty. Okay, so that's three hundred thirty seven dollars. Then we have the Etsy order. I don't know if that's on here. So
0: that's 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 the one that's wait what? was one Venmo. Maybe
1: That was But it was cash
0: It was in the
1: Venmo It was the cash one And the PayPal I think Okay so that's two That's $330 For those two Or well It's the $30 dollars we $337 it's the cash And the
0: PayPal
1: Say it again one time hmm? Say it one more time so I didn't hear you It's
0: the cash And the PayPal
1: And cash was Etsy yeah, that's like another thirty dollars that we would add to this. And then one person gave us, you know, a twenty and settled to keep the change. So that would be an additional uh five dollars for that. But either way, it's not significantly a lot. And let me check the other location, see what it says on there. That's gonna like it's gonna be a nightmare to try and get all of them together because that's really annoying, but that was the So we did about 337 dollars for the day if we extrapolate that over the week we'll probably be at like 2000 i also think that part of it which i did i forgot to say this too because it's a new location we're still trying to regulate and figure out where's the best place to stand where's the best place to you know play the game how far should we be from the people that we're talking to and kind of understanding the the psychology of the people that actually go to this place um, and on top of all of that, Monday, I believe is one of their, if not the slowest day at that place. So for a slow day, I would say that's probably equivalent to, it's funny. I would say it's probably equivalent to a Sunday at Williamsburg for their Monday. But I do think that, like I said, the, the, all those other blips, to me is why that 300 was where it was at, because I think we probably could have did another 100 or 200 that day, if we were locked in from the start all the way through, and it's an extra hour. So, like I said, I definitely don't like that we only made 300 for the first day, so today's gonna be day number two. I'm hoping, or I'm pushed for making a lot more money, and because the space is bigger, even though it's more traffic, it doesn't feel as busy, which is kind of weird, Um, because, If you ever do a vending event one thing that we've noticed is that if the aisle is too big when people walking through it then they can't hear you when they're talking to you and then because the aisle is so big they can use that to like walk further away from you when they pass your table so that's an issue and then also if you have somebody that's in front of you they, a lot of times people will use that as a thing to like, not have to look at your table. They just kind of go They go, Oh, oh," they look over there and they just keep walking. Right. So we had that there. Um, so those were the things that I noticed and we'll see what we can rectify tomorrow or today. And I guess that's by next week, by the next podcast, it'll be our fully finished, we have done Hell Week, we're done. So Saturday and Sunday of last week, okay? We also did a craft fair. That was the one in Brooklyn. All right, now over the weekend, which was Saturday and Sunday, we did 50 sales on the dot, and we made $1,042 on the weekend, and then we made the extra 300 on that Monday, or yesterday, which again, like I said, this whole, the last three days have been super slow. Uh, Sunday was a little bit better. Saturday was very, very cold. So that affected sales on Saturday. People weren't really outside like that, but I do think that they came out more on Sunday and will continue to come out throughout the week because it's gonna be a lot warmer. So like I said, my goal is I wanna be doing, uh, at this point with the with the anchor I have of the 300, I wanna be doing at least five to $700 a day for the rest of the week until the end of the week, because this is what we're here for. We're here to blow out Chelsea, and we're gonna see what happens. Now, the next topic on the list is, there was a inspection period for the house. And for those who don't know about buying real estate, this is pretty much as the name implies it's a period that the buyer has to inspect the house. So they'll send an inspector out. They try to find things pretty much that usually it's just to get the price down or to kind of try to nitpick at anything. Like I think one of the list items said that there was debris on the roof and I was just kind of like, that's where leaves go. Like sometimes leaves fall on the roof. Um, so that was something that was annoying, but I'm gonna read to you guys the list of items that, they sent us yesterday. Okay, so here are the they sent 14 items. Okay, 14. All right, item number one: install the water heater to be able to test plumbing. Item number two, install new thermostat to allow system to operate. Now that's odd because I don't know why there would not be a thermostat in there. So that's interesting. It says unblock the rear sight drain. I feel like if it's less it just leaves, yeah, all can. You should be able to unblock that yourself. There should be nothing there that's blocking the rear sight drain. Number four, write the rear corner of basement to be repaired around the drain line with masonry rated use. Now, this one is interesting to me because I've had multiple people that I've talked to from when the house is being built to have this area filled up. If we are talking about the same spot, I've been telling everybody, like, hey, should that just be exposed dirt like that? And everybody was like, oh, it's fine. Like, every, no one said you guys should close that up. So to have an inspector now say that's kind of like, it's just annoying that they would bring that up as a thing, like, hey, you guys should rectify this. So that was number four. Number five says, remediate mold or fungus on basement drywall by stairwell. Now, that one I'm not surprised about because we have seen that from before, which, probably, which is why we had the dehumidifier in the basement. But since it was stolen, I guess maybe the mold grew back. It got older and now it's on the wall. And I'm not, listen, we sprayed it with stuff. We thought it was gone. It wasn't showing up for months. And now that that the dehumidifier is gone, I guess it's back on the wall. Number six says remove debris and vegetation from the roof. Again, it's a roof. I don't know what debris, is it like a branch, like did a tree, it's not a tree fell on the house. So, number seven says, repair improper patching and overlap of roofing materials. Now, that's funny because, again, i never been on a roof. So, I would not know if the roof was done improperly or not until right now. So, now, seeing this, according to this person, the roof was done improperly. So, there's something new every day. Uh... Remediate active water leak at the right rear corner of the basement. That's new to me. So I didn't know there was a water leak back there. I thought that was fixed from before. Seal the chimney flue. I feel like that's nitpicking, but I'm pretty sure you're supposed to have your chimney sealed if you're not using it. Um, because we took it out or we just kind of like blocked it off on the in the house. But I guess the ceiling has to be... Not the ceiling. I guess the top part that's actually exposed to the the sky has to be blocked off number 10 test and confirm hvac is in working condition all right i feel that's very similar to number two and one but whatever number 11 relocate condenser to second to two feet and five feet above ac units i don't even know what that means relocate condenser to two feet and five feet above ac do we even have ac units What does that even mean? Relocate condenser to two feet and five feet above AC units. I don't even know what that means. If y'all know what that means, y'all can let me know. I have no idea what that means. We 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 have central air, and central heat, so I don't know what AC units they would be talking about. And we only have if we the only thing we would have that would be similar to that would be the the big old fan that goes in the backyard, and we only have one, so. Number twelve says remove double tap breaker from electrical box. I don't know what that means. Number thirteen says secure rear wall bracket and mount. Don't know what that means. And number fourteen says secure rear hose BIBB. I'm about to ask. I'm about to ask him my agent uh, about this because uh, a lot of this doesn't make any sense. After reading all of that, I talked to my agent before, which was yesterday. And he pretty much said, well, what do I want to do about it? I'm like, listen, I'm not putting any money into the house. I really like either they're going to buy this house or it's going to get foreclosed on. I really don't care. At this point, I'm over it. Whatever happens, that's what happens. So I said, listen, give them a credit for all the problems they see in the house. And that's what I'm going to do because I'm not putting any money into the house. I want to fix vegetation. y'all want to fix the AC units that should be five feet as opposed to two feet. But you want to uh, put up a new drive, some new sheetrock and drywall? Fine. I'm not giving you any money. I'm not. I'm not remediating that myself. I'm gonna leave that for you guys to do, right? And then at the end of the day, at the end of the closing period, you guys get the house. I'm telling you, either y'all gonna get it or y'all not. Nobody else is in and running for the house right now, and I really could care less. So, and especially, especially because. Once the house is sold, we don't even get that much money. Like, it's very, very insignificant. So I really, again, I'm so over it. The house has been here for way too long. It should have been. Can you imagine this house should have been sold in 2021 in the summertime? Maybe even go into the fall. It is 2023. It's the second month of 2023, and the house won't even be sold until maybe March of 2023 at a super steep discount. Y'all think I am about to fight over the house that we might make, not make, we might get back $10,000. I'm not fighting over that. I, I'm not I'm not fighting over that. It's Y'all can have the house, do what y'all want with it. So he said, I told them, hey, give them a $7,000 credit towards, or add it on top of their additional 5,000, make like another 13,000. And then he said that he'll start a little bit lower and then go up from there. Fine, whatever. So I'll keep you updated until next week to see what happens with the house as far as everything and how that goes. Now, topic number two. You guys know that we have been trying to raise capital. Well, that's Melissa's department. So that's Baby Girl Department. She is getting funding from here and funding from there, and she was able to secure another fifteen hundred dollars from what's the name of the company?
0: Here. Uh, Business Solutions
1: Center. New York Business Solutions Center. Okay. So we've been going I won't say we Melissa been going back and forth with them for the umpteenth months and years trying to figure out how much money they were gonna give us, if they would give us money, why they don't want to, what are the stipulations of the money they will give us. And a lot of it came down to they didn't like the fact that we had loans we didn't pay off. Like, I wouldn't say that. They don't. They didn't like the fact that, yeah, pretty much, we had loans we didn't pay on. That was their issue, right? So, the last few days, I'm not sure what day it was, they wanted to get on the phone with Melissa and, you know, kind of have a conversation. So, originally, she was in contact with one person. And then for that Zoom call, they had her and somebody else on the phone. Her, a guy, and then Melissa was on the phone. So during the phone call, that was pretty much their response. They were gonna give us two thousand dollars originally, right? Well, let me backtrack. Originally, originally, like double originally, they wanted to give us like 25, 50 grand, right? Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah,
0: we're talking about.
1: Okay. So they were like, listen, we will loan twenty-five to $50,000 to you. And we were like, bet. Then they saw our credit score. They were like, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's pull it back. Let's figure out why this is what it is. And the more we talked, the more they talked, the more they started figuring out, okay, this is what happened. That's what's going on. How much did y'all make last year? What's the business model? So they ended up selling on 2000 And not only... Did they settle on two thousand? They wouldn't give us the money. They would buy the thing that we need for us because they had asked us, "Hey guys, what would you use that money for? Inventory and fares. That's pretty much the only thing that we put all our money to is inventory and fares and groceries. Like everything else that we, and we, I guess subscriptions for software like <laughs> uh, Photoshop and stuff. But all the money would go towards that. So to me." If y'all want to buy the stuff, the only my only issue with them buying it is that one, I don't know if we would get the points when we buy it on certain sites. And I don't know if like, can we write that off? I guess we could write the loan off. So that should be fine. So they get on the phone and they're on Zoom. And the guy's asking, like, just Tell me about you. Tell me about your story. What's different, what makes your candles different? Why do you guys sell candles? How did you guys start doing this? Uh, how much do you make? What's your margins? What's your numbers? Uh, why did... Why? I don't really care about your credit score, but I want to know why you didn't pay off these things. So for those who are new here, the major reason why we stopped paying on most credit card type of debt is because it was the interest payments every single month. So. Once you get to a certain level in your credit cards, in terms of how much money you owe, they will just, like, I'll use numbers to make it more uh, precise and, you know, have a clearer picture of it. If you have a credit limit of $1,000, right, and then you have to pay $100 in interest every single month on your credit card. Once you get to $0, right, and you they will still charge you the hundred. And your account would just have to go over so now it's at 1100 right? So the problem with that is, if I put my 100 back on their credit card to then pay off something else, I can't because now the money is gone. So for us, that was pretty much all of our cards. Once they were maxed out, we were still getting charged interest, but we couldn't use that money to either book a new... So we would make money from either YouTube or selling candles. And then we're like, okay, should we take this money... And reinvest it back into the candles and back into YouTube or whatever else we can make more money on, or should we take?
0: We're for the house.
1: Right. Or should we take this money and put it back into the credit card? And it's like, okay, we can put it back into the credit card and have a higher credit score, but now the candles are gonna die, the YouTube will be going down, and we wouldn't be able to pay for the house when we back in the day, which was like July, August, or so, right? So I'm like, okay, we're just gonna have to keep the money and put it towards things that'll get us more money down the line, which is kind of where we're at now. But in the process of doing that, we had to stop and forego paying all the cars. So all of our scores dropped, all of the debt was not being paid, it went to collection and things like that, and that was their biggest issue. So they was asking Melissa, hey, what's up with that? So here is something that I find to be very interesting, okay? I say this a lot on the podcast. If y'all are new, y'all probably would not have heard this before, but all the OGs know about how Melissa and I work in tandem. Okay, we work very well together separately, right? Now, trying to figure it, like we, we talk about all the time, our goal is just trying to figure out how do we work together separately? That's, that's our biggest issue. So an example of that is, during the phone call with with Melissa and the lady and the guy, I think that Melissa was nervous, right? And I think that when she was talking to them, oh, this is my perception of it, they will perceive her to be nervous. If I'm talking to somebody on Zoom or whatever, I'm trying to keep my anxiousness down as much as possible so it's not perceived by the person that I'm talking to, right? So if I feel like I'm super anxious, I'm going to go dag. I didn't do well on that call because of that. And that would be my uh, take on it. But Melissa and I operate very differently. And one thing that I have noticed is, if we have a project that's starting from zero, right? Whatever that thing, whatever side quest it may be, it's a lot better for her to do it on her own with, what I call that, with with tips from with tips from me as opposed to me being integrated into the thing because I think that if she's on a phone and I'm hearing her say something that I wouldn't say, I might make a face or have a response and I'm like, Ooh, I wouldn't have said that. Ooh, I wouldn't have said it that way. Mm-hmm. But that would be the, that would be how if I was talking to that person on the phone, but that person is talking to Melissa. So now it kind of becomes incongruent because Melissa will be saying things that she wouldn't normally say. So now if the goal is to be yourself the entire time with this phone call and from zero to one, you're, you're yourself, from one to two, you're yourself, from three or two to three or three to four, you are being yourself. When you get to five and you're like, okay, I'm Donovan is going, mm, that's not the right thing to say. And I change it up. Now, the person's like, wait, why are you kind of acting different than you normally act? What's what's going on here? So I have noticed that in the past, situations like that usually cause more friction in terms of, I think, how Melissa would feel and how the interaction normally goes. So honestly, for the entirety of this situation with this person who's lending the money, I was involved at the zero, if maybe 0.1, and I don't even know where that would be, maybe. But Melissa would, do, Melissa would do a lot of the phone calls in the bathroom when I'm not around. She would do the emails. I wouldn't look at the email. It was just she was handling it by herself. So if she was in the bathroom crying on the phone with a person or like super anxious or anything like that or said something that I wouldn't say, I would never know. So it now reinforces her belief to do what she thinks is right because I'm not there and it works. So that's something that I've learned where... We kind of implement that a lot now more like if we're traveling somewhere, we'll go separate ways where it's like we're still going to like we still got the money from the lender. Regardless of whatever I say or didn't say, They Melissa was able to get the funding from them. So what I've noticed is that if I just let her do her thing, but she has to be able to do it when I'm not around because my response may then make her rethink or question what she's thinking. So that's something I've noticed from that. So while we were at the craft fair yesterday, which I guess is the silver lining, that's when they emailed her and said, hey, can you get on the phone? We'd love to talk to you. And they were going to give us two grand. And then they said, you know what? We're going to give you 1500 but we want to bring you in to meet the staff that we have here. We want to also do a Zoom call. And I think something else, was this our third thing? I know they want to do a call on the phone. They want us to meet them and something else. At, at something. I don't know. I feel told me it was three things they want us to do. The third
0: thing is they, they have a newsletter
1: they want us um, mm, right. for Valentine's Day
0: slash Black History
1: Okay. So that was the other thing. So those are the things that, you know, came from yesterday. So they said they're going to give us the $1,500. they are going to buy the stuff and we're going to put that towards fares and if we have anything left over for inventory and just go from there. But like I said, that to me is finding the sweet spot because there's a great quote I heard from Alex Ramosi. I think he got it from somebody else, but I don't know. I heard it from him. And he said that, or the quote goes, I forgot. Forgot how the quote goes. But the, the last part of it is, it's more of a dichotomy to be managed. It's not, I'm right, Melissa's right. It's more of, who's right at which time, and which path do we choose to get to the last place? So, like I said, one thing that we've been doing is like, hey, I'm gonna take the train, okay, I'm gonna take the bus, and I'm I'm gonna go home on the bus, I'm gonna go home on the train. We both get home, nobody argues, we're at home whenever we wanna get home. Everything that we wanna do in terms of if she wants to go get food, on her way home and I don't want to get food, she'll get food. If I want to explore on the way home, she don't want to explore, I'll explore, she'll go home. Whatever the thing is, we now get home without us having to have that friction about, okay, well, I don't want to go over there Well, I don't want to go over there. I want to try this, Well, I don't want to try that. So I think that that has been helpful. And I think just every day that we do it, it becomes easier to know when and how to navigate that situation. All right, so now I actually meant to correct this. This is like another topic. I meant to correct this from last week. So the new chapter is actually in ten weeks. I don't know how I got that number wrong. I thought like that's yeah. You sure it's
0: in ten weeks. Maybe. No. It's not? It can't be. It would be
1: 50, Fifty-two times three. To right? so yeah. be, be, be yeah, be four weeks. So it okay, right. So in four weeks. Isn't this So five weeks, yeah. So in five weeks, it would be the new chapter. And five weeks will be the beginning of March. So that will be chapter number four. All right. So we would have done a full Is it chapter
0: month. Chapter three? Is it chapter three now? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Didn't didn't we just like didn't I just meet you and move in with you like a month
1: ago? Right. Now we're here. Four years in. Worldwind. so chapter 4 will be in 5 weeks from now and honestly that depending on the timing that literally might be Q- the day not Q3 it would be the day of the vlog of the of the monthly check-in I mean
0: oh that's funny
1: it might be that day so that would be interesting uh, Q-
0: I'm at Q2 might start that
1: no it start at the end of March Q2
0: mm-hmm. oh
1: okay yeah so, all right. Now on to the next topic. All right. So this is for uh, my God, Jelani and Grace. Okay. Some of y'all may know of the Three Leaf Projects. The Three Leaf Project. Excuse me. I have been hearing some. I have been getting some feedback about the Three Leaf Project, and it is not the most positive feedback. The feedback that I've been hearing is. They feel like the three lease project is not sticking to their word and what they said they were gonna do. Okay, mainly with trading. So if you guys don't know what the three lease project is, it's another YouTube channel by Shout to Jelani and Grace, who watched the podcast, and they said that they would outpace us in the candle business and in YouTube. That was what the word they put out. and listen, I'm all for competition. It makes me, I enjoy as fun and I can always learn something from other people if they're putting their hardest into a thing, right? The premise of it was that we should listen to the comments on our podcast about getting on a bike and doing DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates to make money to be able to fund the candle business. Now, I don't know how many people on this channel actually have done, first, let's say have done Uber Eats or DoorDash or Postmates, just one of those apps, let alone have done it on a bike. I know, shout out to Sarah, she'd done Uber before. I don't know who else has done it. So there are a lot of things that come with doing Uber Eats, DoorDash and Postmates, and so on and so forth. There are a lot of things that come with doing it on a bike. I have done that for multiple years, day after day, when the worst storms were happening in the rain, in the heat, I've been to the hospital because of it. I've had so many things, I've had my bike stolen multiple times because of it. There are so many things I've experienced doing this thing that I know very well in and out how that business works, okay? From top to bottom, I have been, I was with a company, they're called Cavio. I don't know if they're still around in terms of if they use their name or not because they were acquired funny enough by Square, which is so crazy, and then they were sold to DoorDash. When they came here, they had a little office. Honestly, DoorDash and Caveo had a super small office. We had to go to someone's apartment building to get the job. That's how early it was when they started. We was in someone's apartment living room. They had a picture of all the drivers on a like a uh, what do you call that? We take a, a film picture. What is that called? Polaroid? Yeah, they had a Polaroid of all the drivers that they had on a wall. That's something that they had, right? Sitting in the living room doing a little uh interview for orientation. When I started doing that, there were this whole e-bike thing was not real. Like the only people that had the e-bikes, they used to call them the the Chinese bikes. That the only people that had them were Chinese were the people that were Asian, right? That's how uncommon it was to have an electric bike. Not even a nice one, just the old one that y'all see everybody zooming around on, those. So, I say all this to say, I've been in and out of this. So, when he said that he was going to now go into the process of doing that to fund his business, I said, okay. It's a hard journey to do that because once you start making money, they start playing games with you. So, now you make a little bit of money. Now, you don't get no orders. You make, they they kind of string you along the entire time you're there to be able to get orders. So, I used to have to work every single company. So I have four apps on my phone at the same time. I'm taking multiple orders. I've been fired and deactivated multiple times for this. I have an order going to 4th Street. They see me going to 38th Street. They don't know why, they email me, they text me, they call me, Donovan, why are you going up there? But I had a, I had a very expensive, at the time, e-bike. So I'm going up there, the bike goes 40. Honestly, the bike went like 80 miles an hour, but I never went that fast. Uh, I think that I topped out of probably like 50 or 60. And but I'm doing 30, 40 easy to take the delivery. So, I know that they don't really want you to make money on the apps. You can make a decent amount of money, but they play so many games for you to actually make money. So, he said that he or him and Grace said that they were going to do this delivery to be able to fund the candles. I also know how much time it takes to do that. I also know which a lot of people... It's not just in food delivery. It's with everything in life. There are hidden expenses that do not come up when you are doing math. People just doing regular basic math, those don't come up. How much time are you spending on online, right? How much gas are you paying for? How much food are you paying for? How much time are you actually outside because what people also don't account for is you have to drive to a location that has a busy amount of orders. If you're not near that location, you're now driving another two, three miles just to get back to get another order. You're not getting paid for that. You're just driving back. All that time counts. Then your car starts to break down. Same thing with the bike. You have to pay for that. So now let's say you outside driving your car and you get a flat tire. That tire might be $200 to fix, $300 to fix. If not, maybe more depending on what kind of car you have. Just like that, you might have wiped away two days of work. And technically, that's two days gross of work. That's not including taxes or expenses. And you have to work multiple hours to do that. So, and then the other hidden cost is how tired you will be after you do it. Because what everybody thinks, and I fall to the same boat back in that day, is I'm going to work every single day. If I make $200 today, I could work the next 14 days and make $200. Per day, But the reality of it is, once you get to day six or seven, you're tired. You get to day eight, you're tired. You go, you know what? I could take one break. You take a break for one day, then you go back to work. You take another break. Then when you you go back to work again, now you're like, "Ah, I'm going to leave early today. These are the things that happen when you start doing it multiple times. And that's just two weeks of doing it. Once you get to a, at the end of the month or the next month, you're like, you know what? I'll take a week off. I'll take another week. I'll take another three days off. It's fine. I can just go back out and work real hard, work even more hours to make up the money that I lost by not going to work. I've had all the thoughts. I've been down the road so many times. I've seen the way, the patterns of everything. So the Three Leaves Project decided that they wanted to use trading as a way to fund the business for the candles i think it's amazing that he knows how to trade or you know how to trade because i think it's a very valuable skill to have i believe he's 23 years old shout out to happy belated birthday i know your birthday i think it was january 24th i think it was maybe something like that um so I think it's a very valuable skill to have. And you can make a lot of money if you know what you're doing trading. I think he trades options or maybe he does day trading for currency. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but he said he was making money doing it, which again is great. The problem is that people who were watching it felt like, oh, we're going to see you go out here and hustle. We're going to see you go out here and like pound the pavement to be able to go and fund your candle company. If you apply a skill of trading where you have, you can kind of sit at home and be able to do it while also applying a prior skill that most people do not have. People don't look at it the same as, hey, you're going out here grinding to do this because a lot of people don't know how to trade. So when they see that, they're going to go, okay, that'll be the equivalent of me going, well, I know how to sell ads, so I'm going to start from zero and I'm just going to sell and make money selling ads. It's like, yeah, but you're not, that doesn't really count because you already you're using a skill that other people don't have. If it was a different journey that he tried to go on or they tried to go on, I think people would have less of the feedback that they have about what they were doing. So, I think they were doing like two hours a day plus. And then I also forgot one other thing. And the math that was given, there are two people working at. Fourth release project is Grace and it's Jelani. You would have to split up the amount of money that you guys are making between the both of you in terms of how, who. If you guys go out together and make $100, each of you make $50. That's that's what happened. So is it worth that time for you guys? to? Because if, if Jelani is driving and Grace is not driving, she could be doing something else that makes more money. Or she she could be riding a bike or something else. she's kind of young. She could be riding a bike or something else that makes money to then be able to go and do that. So it's kind of like, all right, you guys are both out there together, but you're not making separate money. So like I said, I think that today is actually Tuesday. So their next video will come out. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with this video. Um, But like I said, feedback I've been getting right now is not the best. Now... We have the five-minute League of Villains section by my beautiful, phenomenal, amazing girlfriend. Yay! She's she's saying she wants to come on. I see her. I see her going like, she's like me. She's like yeah, me, me.
0: There <laughs> <No. laughs> you go. Okay, with the five minutes. Oh, my God, my eye. Um, I want to leave because we have to go, especially if we're taking the regular train. Yeah, five minutes. Five minutes. I could talk a little bit about the meeting. So, yeah, normally, like Donovan says, I do the meetings in the bathroom because I get, I get more self-conscious when Donovan is around when handling these things because I guess it's because, like, I feel like he handles them better than I do. So... For me to not feel self-conscious about it I kind of just go into the bathroom to talk But for this meeting in particular They wanted to do a zoom call And it would look kind of weird for me to do a zoom call From the bathroom So that's why I ended up doing it out here And um Yeah one There was this one part like In that where I just felt like damn I fucked up I fucked it up They're not gonna give some I fucked it up (laughs) I had said that you know the house Like, because they asked, like, why weren't we able to make payments before? Why would we be able to make payments now? And pretty much what I was trying to communicate was we had more expenses before in terms of having to pay the mortgage on the house and also had to pay the car note and things and, you know, things of that nature. Whereas right now we don't have those expenses anymore because the house was foreclosed on and the car was repossessed. So it's kind of like... like that's the truth of the matter right and that's like what I was trying to explain like we don't have these expenses I don't what I could have said is I don't have a car anymore and I no longer you know I, I I used to own a house that I was fixing up I no longer own it so you know I don't have to make those payments anymore and that would have sufficed but I like actually used the word foreclosure and like repossession which is like oh like you weren't making payments and that falls into what they were worried about so I'm like because I, I said the word foreclosure and Donovan was in the vicinity and his face was like, <laughs> like <laughs> he was like, oh my God. And I'm like, until now, I'm like, fuck, I fucked it up. I fucked it up. So um, <laughs> I was, yeah, I thought I fucked it up. And we, I've been talking to them since November, guys. It's February. Since November of last year. It was the first time that I reached out to the Business Solution Center. I think they really started getting in contact with me heavily in January and now we are in February and I'm like Okay, it's been a while now, like, shit, like, is this gonna go through? What's happening here? So, um, like Donovan said, well, yeah, initially we were talking about 50 to 20-something thousand, then it went down to 5,000, then it went down again to 2,000, and then while we were on the the call, the guy was like, hmm, would 1,000 work? I'm like, shit, they went down again? Like, sure, yeah, anything helps, because... At this point, all I want them to... I want to build credit with them. So I just want them to lend me some loan loaner money. It's lend me $100 and give me a year to pay it back. Like, I'll pay it back in less than a year. And then can we, like, move up from there? Like, that's kind of what I wanted from... Um, to do like build that relationship with them, so I'm just like, can you guys just please loan me money, Could, like just so that we can experience what this is, yeah. So I just really wanted them to give us that chance, so I'm just super freaking excited that they did. But yeah, he said a thousand. I'm like, yeah, sure, a thousand works. You know, whatever you guys want to do, and that I was so surprised when I got on the phone and she was like, yeah, so it's fifteen hundred. I'm like, fifteen hundred. I thought I was gonna give you a thousand. So, um, that that works and that pays for um. That could definitely pay for wax or pay for our membership that we were supposed to have at Artis and Fleas. So, I'm, like, ecstatic. And it's funny because on the phone, she thought that I was going to be, like, sad or upset that that was the amount that they would give us. And I'm like, no. I'm, like, happy that you guys. Like, I know how this works. I know how my credit falls into this. So, you know, we'll have this um, set up. And, you know, once you guys pay you back, like I said, I think they can loan up to 250000 So I I want to build that relationship I want to I'm going to keep them One thing I like doing is giving updates Because our business be making moves So I'm going to let y'all know How the money helps the business Because It's going somewhere And it's making a difference So I I, I just I'm going to keep sending them updates Probably monthly um, Up until we pay off the loan And um, Yeah Yeah I'm just super excited, y'all. So that is the League of Vill- League of Villains segment of this podcast. All
1: right. We will be back here next Tuesday. You can find all the behind the scenes content on our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. You know what it is hashtag bamboo project 2023 okay the road to 500k and with that being said bamboo project